Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Today we're introducing a new command. That command is found in Matthew chapter 16, verse 6, where it says, Then said, Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Gabe, the title of this command that we're going to go with is Beware of Leaven. Well, and I think, Nate, when we think about this command, Beware of Leaven, it's one of the commands that maybe people aren't as familiar with. You know, some of the other commands we've covered, there's a lot of teaching out there and different things. And this command, maybe there's not as much. So it's one we're not as familiar with. And so I think it's going to be really important to look at that command in context so that we can get a, 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 a bigger understanding of what was the Lord speaking of? What is the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? You know, somebody said went something like three of the most important things in Bible study are context, context, and context. <laughs> in other words, it's really helpful to see the command in the context of the overall flow of what Jesus is saying so we can understand by what he meant by beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So I'm going to pick it up in Matthew chapter 16, but I'm going to back all the way up to verse 1, and because um, I think this will really help us as we as we approach this command, beware of leaven. So let's start in verse 1 in chap- Matthew chapter 16. It says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, when it is evening, ye say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but, ye, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. And when the disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets he took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets he took up? How is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And so I think as we look at the context there, it, it, it's so helpful because we see in speaking of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, obviously it was connected with the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees, right? So we're going to unpack that more. I also think we see a connection of here is one of the things the Lord was calling them out on was their unbelief, right? Mm-hmm. He said, you think when I'm saying to beware of leaven that I'm referring to the fact that you forgot bread. But he's like, no, do you remember how I made, you know, fed 5,000 with five loaves and fed 4,000 with seven loaves? Uh, oh, you have little faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, too, if part of the connection here of beware of leaven is beware of unbelief to mm-hmm. maybe being a part of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And I also, we're going to see that there was a, with the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, we're going to see that there was unbelief, there was pride, and there was a lifting up of the commandments of men above the commandments of God. But I'm getting ahead of ourselves. We'll get into that. But I think it's important to see here that in some ways, the Lord is almost giving like two commands. Take heed. In other words, identify. 
mm-hmm. the leaven of the Pharisees, and beware of it. So I think we're going to find this command to be so applicable for our day because some of the same things they were dealing with we're dealing with now. So I'm looking forward to jumping into this. That's good. I think one of the questions just right off the bat that some of our listeners might have, Gabe, is what is leaven? I mean, what is leaven to begin with? Like, what is it in and of itself? And not really touching on spiritual things, leaven is basically, it's a substance such as we might know it as as yeast that is used to produce a fermentation process in dough or liquid causing it to rise so basically what leaven does is it it permeates by growth it permeates its host um it and i thought it, i thought this was kind of interesting and in, in looking into a little bit of yeast as i was studying about leaven and and i know gabe as as a kid i think i was around 11 12 years old one of my responsibilities was to bake the bread for our home and so about every other day i would do three to four loaves of whole wheat bread and so i got to learn how to use yeast as a effective ingredient in raising bread because if you don't use yeast your bread won't rise and so basically it's it's a rising if you will ingredient um, that can be used in bread it's also used in a lot of other processes i believe too but it's interesting because the yeast feeds off of sugars causing a gas as it breaks down and that's what causes the rise in in the bread um, that you see as you you as you put it in like a riser or as you put it next to something warm it the bread bread will rise because of that yeast happening and I, I think that's helpful to get an idea of what in the physical realm leaven is in yeast and from that illustration you gave and say, okay, that's what it is physically speaking. So then spiritually speaking, what was Jesus referring to? Mm-hmm. How is spiritually, when we said beware of leaven, connected with the physical leaven and what it would do to bread? And I think it's really interesting to see that one of the things that I, that, that is, I think, key to see here with leaven is that it's hidden in the bread. You don't necessarily see the right, yeast, you don't. but you see its effect. And we're going to see it's exactly. the same way with the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. You don't necessarily see it, but you see its effect, and so you know it's there. Um, you, you also see that it would, it would spread. It would permeate the bread, right, and cause it to rise. And in the same way, the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees can very much permeate. Um, it, it can start out small, but it permeates mm-hmm. so many different areas. And we actually see this. So as we look at specifically the scripture actually tells us pretty clearly part of what the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees were and it's because it says the leaven of the Pharisees was hypocrisy mm-hmm. and we're going to dig into but just listen to this in Luke 12 1 it says in the meantime when they were gathered together in a numerous multitude of people and as much as they trod one upon another he began to say unto the disciples first of all Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So there Jesus just calls it out. You know, he just says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And he tells us exactly what it is. The leaven of the Pharisees was hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And we have another passage in Matthew 23, where in many ways, the Lord Jesus just calls the Pharisees out for this leaven, for this hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to read 
what is what could be called the eight woes of the Pharisees. In other words, he's saying woe unto you, and he's and as he's speaking to the Pharisees of these different things that they would do that were that were hypocritical and wrong. And actually, I think one of the reasons they were so serious is not only did they hinder the Pharisee in his personal life, but the Pharisee was actually hindering other people from coming to the Lord Jesus right. and from the things of the kingdom. And that's part of what made it so serious. So in Matthew chapter twenty three, um, we're going to go ahead and start in verse. 16, and look at what it, or, or actually a little further back than that, verse 13, it says, but woe unto you scribes and Pharisees, and here it is, Nate, remember the leaven of the Pharisees being hypocrites? He says, hypocrites, and then he's going to call out this theme all throughout it. Listen to what it says. For ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Verse 14, woe unto you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For ye devour widows' houses, and for pretense make long prayers, therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. He keeps drilling this point home, the, hip, the hypocrisy here of, of what they were doing, that they were saying one thing but living something else. He says, For ye come past sea and land to make one proselyte, and when, he, and when ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Woe unto ye blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. And so you can see Jesus isn't pulling any mm-hmm. punches here. He's speaking really straight because this is so important. And then verse 23, he says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye have done, and not to leave the other undone. So they miss the main point, right? They miss the weightier matters of the law, um, and that would maybe be part of the, the 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 leaven there. Verse twenty-five says, "Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye make clean the outside of the cup mm-hmm. and of the platter, but within are full of extortion and excess." And to me, Nate, that really explains the leaven of the Pharisees so well. It's when we clean up the outside, and people look at us in the outside, and it and it all looks so good. And, and so put together, but if in the inside isn't right, mm-hmm. if, 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 in our, if, if in our heart there are things we're harboring, hidden sin and pride and selfishness, then it's like that hidden sin is going to permeate every other part of our life. And because I think, Nate, even like you so vividly described with leaven, it is hidden in the bread. Right. You know, the bread looks so nice and so good. But there's something in it that's causing it to swell, causing it to, mm-hmm. to, to, if you want to put it this way, the pride and the yep. swollenness that is going to ultimately permeate every aspect of the bread. And if we allow hidden sin and unbelief and hypocrisy mm-hmm. in our heart and life, even if we look good on the outside, what's inside is going to come out. And, and, and as we come kind of further down here to the eight woes of the Pharisees, and it says in verse 27, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees! Hypocrites, for ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead mm-hmm. men's bows and of all uncleanness. This is a strong rebuke. Very strong. Twenty nine. He says, "Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, because ye build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous." And so, I think we have to so beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, Nate, even in our own lives, that we don't look good on the outside but then allow mm-hmm. little compromises with pride, hypocrisy, or unbelief in our heart. How easy is that, Gabe? Unless we're walking in the light as he is in the light, as Jesus is in the light, you know, it's so easy for 
this leaven, it seems, to grow in the heart of a Christian. Mm -hmm. And I hope as our listeners hear this episode and then the next three to come, that it will just encourage them to come to the light, to draw to the light, and allow the Lord to expose the leaven in our lives so that that leaven can be removed and we can draw closer to, to our walk with the Lord or in our walk with the Lord. And in conclusion, Gabe, I think it's um, it's it's just as we're talking about context here. So there's one of the very first places, uh, maybe the very first place that the word leaven comes up is actually in Exodus 12. And I think this is important to mention because our command is beware of leaven. So when we're talking about context, what what is this picture of leaven? And what we have in Exodus 12 is actually God preparing the children of Israel to leave Egypt. Now, let's just stop and, and think about this for a moment. Israel had been living in Egypt and enslaved for around 430 years. So, Remember who Israel is. This is God's chosen people. God has covenanted with Israel. This this is God's people called by God. God's name is on them. And um and we see that clearly through, you know, Abraham and, and Isaac and in and, and, and Jacob and just how that that was the covenant was passed on from generation to generation. But here they've been in Egypt 430 years. And you think about this, Gabe. After 430 years, think about what they were exposed to, the customs, the religion, the ideologies of the Egyptians worshiping false pagan gods, and in many ways doing a lot of satanic worship. And just think about how how easy it would be that just that those ideas those thought processes of the Egyptians to easily just creep into the children of Israel's way of thinking. Mm. And I mean, it would almost be impossible to some degree not to have had some of that. And it's like here, basically what we have in, in Exodus 12 is God has brought 10 plagues, um, you know, upon the children of Israel. He, you know, he's bringing these 10 plagues upon the children of Israel or not the children of Israel, actually Egypt. Um, so that, Egypt lets the children of Israel go. And on this last, um, at this, this, this last plague is the angel of death. But before sending the last plague, God, it's, it's very interesting. And you can read this in Exodus 12 is basically God approaches Israel and he says, okay. And I'm basically paraphrasing this, but he's like, okay, set your calendars back. This is a, this is going to be a new month, a new year, a new month, and you are going to be basically basically God was setting them up to be delivered out of Egypt, and He's telling them, "I want this to be new to you." And one of the things in order for this new beginning, in order for the Exodus to hap- to happen, was that they had to go through the Passover, and we know that the Passover was that God was sending an angel. He was going to send an angel that would put to death every firstborn male in every house in Egypt that was not marked 
by the blood of a lamb, the Passover lamb. Um, But with that, one of the requirements that God gave Israel in the Passover was to get rid of the leavened bread, not to have any leaven. And I think that's interesting, Gabe, because if you look through Scripture, Egypt almost always is a picture of sin, is a picture of the, more specifically, the world and the things of the world. And leaven is a picture of sin. And so in many ways, it's like God is telling Israel, you are my chosen people. I am bringing you up out of Egypt. You are to have nothing to do with their thoughts, their ideologies, their beliefs. You are mine. Put it away. I am delivering you from all of that. And I want you to be single, set apart, and pure to to to, to him, to himself. And it's just, it's it's amazing because, Gabe, in a lot of ways, I think that translates into our lives as believers. We, as Christians, having given our lives to the Lord, have been set apart for the Lord. We're not to be living in sin. We're not to be living the way the world lives. Um, yes, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And so as we talk about this command to beware of leaven, I think it's going to do two things. One, it's going to help expose maybe some things that we've been clinging to that are not of the Lord. But then secondly, it's going to give us the tools to know, okay, so what is of the Lord? How can I have a more intimate and closer walk with with Jesus? One, I think too, the amazing thing is that what he told them when they were going to be leaving, when he was going to deliver his people from Egypt and they were going to be leaving, what he told them is don't put don't make leaven bread because basically they, you're going to leave Egypt in haste. Basically, yes. the Egyptians are almost going to pay you to leave. Like you were yes, going to God literally. was going to mightily <laughs> deliver his people from Egypt, and so he said basically they would not have time to let the 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 the, the, the bread to rise to put to the rise, yeast and yes. let it rise. So he said make unleavened bread. In other words, Nate, I feel like part of what he was saying here is don't put don't make leavened bread because you're not supposed to be tearing in Egypt. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so it's like in our lives as believers, beware of leaven. Don't tarry in don't Egypt. Don't even tarry. Don't tarry with the things of the world. Don't embrace the things of the world. Like like they're to have not have a place in our lives as believers. Don't tarry in Egypt. God's bringing you out. God has delivered us as believers from the world, from Egypt, and we need to walk in that deliverance and not um, toy with the things of the world or the things of Egypt, mm-hmm. if you will. Because there's such a danger in it. Because if we take a little bit, It's just going to leaven the whole lump. And I think that's in many ways the purpose of this command. So for our listeners, we hope that you've been encouraged through this. I hope that this has just only um, interested you and made you excited about what we're going to be talking about in our next three episodes as we unpack this command. And hopefully that as we do talk about the command to beware of leaven, you'll have a new and refreshed and encouraged walk with the Lord. God bless you, and we look forward to you joining us on our next episode. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.